keep uh, your um, sheet in front of you, if you would, and uh, just refer to the first reading. I just uh, before I speak, I want to say uh, thank you to the elders of the church, and uh, particularly to Steve. I did say just before the service, I've never seen him look so smart. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I followed the progress of this uh, church for many years, uh, had a long association with the Fitch family, and as uh, Stephen has said, known st- him for, for over 30 years. So uh, you, you will be in, continue to be in my prayers. I'd like to uh, speak to you on the subject of uh, the transformation, uh, transformed by God's word. And uh, I'd like to read the first passage from Habakkuk. But before I do, Habakkuk 2, but before I do, i just give you a little bit of context. Habakkuk lived in very difficult times. He was a contemporary of uh, Nahum, Zephaniah, and Jeremiah. He lived under the reign of uh, Josiah and Jehoiakim, the Babylonians were in power. King Nebuchadnezzar was on the rampage. He'd already taken Egypt and he had Judah in his sights. Habakkuk was a godly man, a priest and a prophet. And uh, his name means wrestle with God. And if you look at the first chapter of Habakkuk, you can see the wrestling that Habakkuk had with God. Uh, three key phrases come to mind. He, he says, he cries out to God. Why? That the literal meaning of the word cry means to scream. Why? He then asks, how can this be? And how long will this go on? I don't know whether you have ever been in a situation where you're struggling to understand what God is doing. In Habakkuk's day, God was using evil men to bring about his purposes. And so, we then have the context of chapter 2. And Habakkuk says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look and see what he will say to me and the answer I'm to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of an end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. And now in the few moments as we look at it, I pray that you would open the word of God to our hearts and open our hearts to the word of God. Amen. I have only a few moments, but I'd like to draw your attention to five things or four things from this passage. First of all, 
God's word is permanent. God replying to the cries and the complaints of Habakkuk, he says to him in verse 1, Go and take yourself and place yourself on the ramparts. This was at the temple in Jerusalem. You've heard it said there are many, many times when you can't see the wood for the trees. And, 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 and Habakkuk was confused at what God was doing. And so God says to him, go and step back and take a position where you can have an overview of what I'm doing. The ramparts was kind of the, the lookout tower. And it was designed so that when the enemy was attacking from whatever position, from this position, you had an overview of what was going on. And so the Lord tells Habakkuk, take this position and I'm going to show you an overview of what's going on. And in when God speaks to him, he says four things. And it's four things about what God is going to do. And the first thing he says, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. The word tablet is the connotation that we have in the Old Testament when God gave the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone. It's the same sort of meaning. And it's designed that God's word is permanent. It's always contemporary. And it transcends all cultures and all people. The word of God is permanent. It's from one generation to another. You know, in the world in which we live, nothing seems permanent today. I have, in, the, in my day job, I have to travel to the Middle East three or four times a year. And right now we are living in what we call the Arab Spring. And we've seen the overthrow of the Egyptian government. We've seen Hosni Mubarak have to give up 33 years in charge of the, as the autocratic leader. We all know the sad scenes. And yet it's a bittersweet story of Libya and Colonel Gaddafi. We see the same things happening now with Syria and Sudan. Nothing is permanent in this world in which we live. Everything is changing. Here in Europe, we're living with a sense of what is going, hap going to happen. I listened to a documentary on the radio yesterday when I was traveling from uh, A to B about the situation in Greece. We live in uncertain times, but God's word is permanent. It does last from generation to generation. Secondly, God's word is plain. I don't mean that in terms of dull. I mean it in terms of clear. God's word is clear. Write it down 
write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. Biblica are the sponsors of the NIV Bible translation. And our goal with the NIV is that it should be accurate, it should be clear, and it should be contemporary. So that we can have the Word of God in our heart language and understand it and engage with it better. The reading that we looked at in Acts. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was outpoured upon his people. Isn't it interesting that everybody heard the Word of God in their own language? That is the goal today of Bible agencies around the world. That the Word of God in the heart language of people, men, women, boys and girls, will be available. The permanent word of God, the plain word of God. In Biblica, we say that we want the word of God, we want people to experience the word of God so that they understand it as God meant it to be, And they hear it the way that he wanted them to hear it. So it's clear and it's plain and everybody can engage with it. I've spent almost 25 years of my life involved in distributing the word of God. Mainly, I have to say, in English. I spent the last four and a half years trying to make sure that we get the word of God in whatever language around the world. Four and a half years ago, there was almost as as if somebody turned a light on in my head because I was an English-centric Christian. Today, I understand the importance of having the word of God in an accurate, clear, and contemporary version in the heart language of people around the world. Thirdly, God's word is public. God said to Habakkuk, write it down, the revelation, and make it plain on tablets so that the herald might run with it. And the picture here is a 20 foot by 5 foot deep banner. And running through the marketplace with this banner so that everybody can see it, everybody can read it, and everybody can understand it. I don't know whether you call that evangelism I don't know whether it is living and taking the gospel into the community but the the word of God was never meant to be private it's not about you and I in in our small corners 
reading the scripture privately. God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him every man, woman, boy or girl has the right to have the word of God in their own heart language. And we as a church living in the western world or the global north we have a huge responsibility of making sure that Matthew 28 is fulfilled. And I've never been more excited than as today because I believe that we can see perhaps the fulfillment of Matthew 8. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. You see, the Chinese government can withhold an ISBN from our Chinese contemporary version. In the Middle East, it is illegal for us to freely distribute the Arabic scriptures. But today with modern technology, people can get the scriptures downloaded onto their smartphone, onto their computer. The Chinese government may legally prevent us from distributing physical Bibles. But with the Chinese Contemporary Bible available online, available as a download in an audio version, the world in which we live today has no boundaries. And I can tell you, in the Middle East, we have got literally millions of people downloading the Arabic scriptures. We can make the word of God public today. Either in a physical, a digital, or an audio format. Do you know that 70% of the word world are primary oral? In other words, they either can read, but don't, or can't read, but would like to. And we have the ability today through audio to make the word of God available. Finally, we want to make the word of God, God's word is prophetic. Some great verses in chapter 2 of Habakkuk. Let me just draw your attention to three. Habakkuk 2.4. Great, great scripture. The righteous shall live by faith. Three great assurances from God's word. God's grace. The righteous shall live by faith. 2.14. The earth will be filled, will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Right now, President Sarkozy or Chancellor Merkel or President 
Obama, they might think that they rule the world. But God is sovereign. And he says, Habakkuk 2.14, the world will be filled with the knowledge and the glory of God. And then 2.20. One day, one day, all the clatter, all the noise will end. And the Lord who is holy in his temple, let all the earth be silent before God. Four things from God's word via the lips or the pen of Habakkuk. God's word is permanent. God's word is plain. God's word is public God's word is prophetic God's word transforms our lives it's always up to date and now whether a physical, digital or audio it's available around the world may God bless you thank you